Hello, and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of AZ Vineyard Church. This week, John shares about God's divine power. Get a notebook, grab a Bible, and expect to have an encounter with God today. Good morning. Thank you. Wow. Fun group. You guys ready for, to receive more from God? Okay, I'm going to pray, and your job while I'm doing it is to join with me, okay? Can you do that? Okay, Lord Jesus, show us more your glory. Show us all over again that you're alive from the dead. Reveal to all of us your love because you love us so much. You proved it on the cross and through your resurrection. So this morning, do amazing, amazing things. And all this family right here say, Amen. Amen. Okay, last week, we talked about, who knows what last week was? Last Sunday. It was Easter. Three people knew. Anybody else? Did you know? Did you have a good time? Hope you had a good time hunt some eggs, eat some candy. When I was a kid, at Easter time, we didn't have plastic eggs, so we would make hard-boiled real eggs, and then we would dip them in some uh, coloring stuff. Anybody ever do that? Am I the only one? Okay, yeah, and dip them in the colors, and color the eggs ourselves, and then mom and dad would go hide them in the yard, and then what would happen is inevitably you would forget one. Arizona around Easter, anybody notice it was over 100 degrees this week? Later, within a week or so, it was not hard to find the egg. It told you where it was in no uncertain circumstances because it would stink. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and when they stink, don't eat them. Not a good idea. So, last week, what I talked about, if you didn't hear the message from last week, you can go online to our website. Uh, check out the podcast that's there and catch the message. I talked about the fact that Jesus took all of our sins on himself. That means, I looked it up in the Greek, the word all means all. Every one of them. So, our hope isn't in our own good behavior. It's in his sacrifice and through his resurrection, your sins weren't powerful enough to keep Jesus dead. Aren't you glad for that? He is God and and was able to raise from the dead no matter how many sins were put on him. And in in doing that, at the time Jesus was sacrificed, the Father tore the veil of the temple from top to bottom. Okay, let me explain real quick. The veil was a curtain that separated the Holy of Holies, the most holy place where the presence of God was in those days, represented to man, and everybody else was outside. So it was a partition. And God himself tore it from top to bottom, symbolizing that we can come in to the presence of God. Now listen to me. In our minds as humans, we make God some faraway person way out there and it's not true we make him too good for us 
looking down, disappointed, angry with us. And that's not true either. The truth is, he's a loving father and, and even portrays himself as, as a husband. That is, by that act of tearing open that veil, he's invited us in. Now I want, before I go any further, I want to remind us, the thing that holds us back from God is not him. It's not him, it's us. It's our shame, our guilt. It's misconceptions and lies the devil's put in our head. See, because his heart is to welcome us into him. To welcome us. His heart is forgiveness. Isn't that why Jesus died on the cross? We hold these two different crazy thoughts. Anybody here have the ability in your mind to hold two different thoughts that oppose each other and it's kind of crazy, but we seem to do it anyway? I, I, there's three or four others that are like me. I can do that. And it's like on the one hand, my head knows the right answer and I can say the right answer, but my emotions completely believe something else. My head knows, okay, Jesus died for my sin, but my emotions keep telling me, you're not good enough, you're not good enough. And guess who's lying? The emotions are lying to me. Anybody other than me, ever, your emotions ever lie to you? They lie. Why do we listen to them so much? And we pay so, it's not that we ignore them. I'm not suggesting ignore them. I'm just saying they're not the final word on what the truth is. Okay. God is welcoming us in. Okay, can you say with me, God is welcoming me in. You're welcome to come to him at any moment, at any time with all of our lives. He's always God. He's always good. He always loves us. He's always for us. He always knows what's best. He always has a plan. He always leads us into the very best things for us. That's who he is. That's what he does. And anything that tells us our emotions, oh, he's keeping me from fun. He's keeping you from destruction. The devil portrays destructive things in our lives to be fun. Oh, God, going to church takes all the fun out of life. Well, yeah, no. Let's just go with no. God's ways are always good. I want, before I go on, this is totally not on my notes at all. Do you know God had invented pleasure? I thought that would go over better. Uh, let me try it over here. God invented pleasure. There you go. He is all about... Anybody, anybody ever stop and think what heaven's going to be like when he takes all evil away, everything negative away, separates it, and then all that's left is good. That's joy, peace, love. How about this? Satisfaction of soul. No more grief. It says, the Bible says that God himself is going to wipe away all of our tears. Think about that. His heart's desire for all of us is everything good and nothing bad. Well, you might ask, we might ask, why does he allow bad things in this life? I'm glad you asked that. He allows 
good and evil to exist in this world together while he's calling people to himself. Because love cannot be programmed or it's not love. Love is a choice. See, in opening, tearing the veil open and inviting us into him, what he's saying, what he's saying is, I love you. And it's an invitation to come to him. He's waiting. What, what, do, what do you do when you say, I love you to someone else? Jerry, when you say, I love you to Bertha, what do you hope to hear back? Reciprocal love. Reciprocal. reciprocal. I can't even say it, brother. Say it in English. I hope to hear that she loves me back. He wants to hear that she loves him back. Anybody else feel that way? Come on. Be honest. Some of you ain't going to raise your hand no matter what, but come on. Right? You hope to hear, I love you. Why? Because it matters to you. The mo you know, people will say, Vince, people will say, oh, you came into this life with nothing and you'll leave with nothing. I'm going to contradict that and tell you, you came into the, this world, hopefully, whoops, with the best thing of all, and you leave with more of the best thing of all, which is love. It's the thing that our hearts long for the most, isn't it? And God's offering it to us for free. And the lie says, oh, I'm not good enough. Okay, Jesus took all sin away. That's not an issue anymore. Okay, well, how come I don't feel loved? Because we're so fixated on our shortcomings. We're so fixated on the wrongs of this world. We're not listening. We're not focusing on all that he has to offer us. Now listen to, listen to this, these verses that I have here. In 1 Peter, or 2 Peter, excuse me. Okay, this is your homework assignment for the week. Homework assignment for the week. Everybody say, yes, Pastor John. Yes. Go home and study, not just read, for our 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. When you study it, that means you read it over and over and over. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. And when you do, I want you to take a pencil with you. It's okay to write in your Bible. I write in my Bible all the time. Or in, as here, you can see part of it's highlighted. I'm meditating on Christian meditation is like the original form of meditation. It's not emptying your mind. It's filling your mind with the right thing, with the truth. The world constantly bombards our minds with lies. God wants to fill your mind with the truth. And the truth does what? Anybody know? It sets you free. The truth brings freedom to your mind. All the worry, all the doubt, all the pain. All the... When we embrace God's truth, it sets us free from all the things that hurt us in life. That's why it's so important. I'm going to read you verses 2 and 3. Peter, the Apostle Peter writes this. He's writing a letter, so he starts his letter by saying, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. 
seeing, hey Sydney, seeing that his divine power has granted to you, listen to this, his divine power. Okay, he's God Almighty. We're not coming to a religion. Let's stop right on this point for a minute. We're not coming to empty religion where we go watch the religion show. That's not what we're here to do today. Can anybody say amen? amen? This is not the religion show. This is where Christians come together and learn about God and His ways so that our lives become better. So that we look more like Jesus and less like the devil. So we can take His goodness to a dying world around us. Can anybody humor me and say amen? amen. Okay. His divine power. He's giving us divine power. It's available to you. Seeing that His divine power has granted to us, to who? Everybody say me. Okay, one more time. Everybody say me. That's me. Has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and excellence. Okay, I'm going to wrap up what I have to say right now. We're going through this life and very often on our own strength, we run out, don't we? Okay, let me see if I can connect the dots here. I just can't take this anymore! I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm so done. Anybody, anybody ever do that? I just don't know what to do anymore. Come on, we've all been there before, haven't we? We've been in that moment, in that second of, I know for a fact I am out of options, I'm out of answers, I'm out of ideas. Really? Come on. Anybody? You guys are so quiet today. How about you say, yep, that's me. Let all the humble people say, yep, that's been me. And all the rest of you, we have a special ministry time for you after. God has granted, listen to me. I want you to hear this one thing. If you don't hear anything else is said here this morning, I want you to hear this. God, by His divine power, not your power, not you. It's outside of you. It's not in your control it's not generated from your thoughts, your wills, your ideas, your efforts, something above and beyond. God's divine power has granted, has granted, it's already done, the answer is already yes, has granted to you everything you need for life and godliness. Any Christians in here humble enough to say, I accepted Christ and I find I still sin sometimes? His divine power has granted to you everything you need for life. You got stuff you need for life? Yeah? Food, clothing, shelter, the internet? Oh, that's not in the Bible, is it? Whatever. Whatever. God. There's one in every group, I'm telling you. I don't get no respect around here. Let me tell you, 
The truth of the matter is, we're very good at trying to do everything ourselves. And that's why we keep running out. That's why we keep not knowing what to do. That's why we strive and we stress because we are not learning to rely on His divine power that has provided. I think here in the next week or two we're going to have some testimonies of folks that have learned that and are learning that. That they can rest on His provision because our God is faithful. See, we keep backing away from God because we keep wanting to do it on our own. And the truth is, and here's the point I want you to get, God has already provided everything you need to live in this world and to serve Him faithfully. Everything you need. All we have to do is learn how to keep coming back to Him. Now, we're going to have a very special thing happen right now. So I want you to pay very close attention to our very own children's pastor, Stacy Myers, and she's going to share an idea with you. Right, I have two gentlemen who have offered to help me out today. Who do we have here today? Zakiah. Hi, Zakiah. Can we say good morning, Zakiah? And we have Matthew. Say good morning to Matthew. Woo! <laughs> okay. Voila! We're gonna have a contest. Let's see. Do these strapping young lads look like they have muscles today? Let's see. Let's show them muscles. Ooh. It is a face-off. All right. We're going to see who can get the most water into their sponge. On your marks. Get set. Go. And the audience can give them tips and tricks. Go ahead, cheer them up, let them hear you. They appreciate the help. In five, four, three, two, one. Hands up, hands up, hands up. All right, okay. Here's step two of your contest if you're ready to accept this mission. We're going to squeeze out the water in, of that sponge into these jars. You ready? Yes. Yes. All right, let's count them down. Three, two, one. Let me hear you, folks. Let me hear you. Oh, 
right, let's see what contestant number one has. Okay, okay. Looking good, looking good. All right. Let's look at contestant number two. Oh, man, this is close. I think we're going to have to give them a second try. Ready? Go! Go, 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 squeeze as much as you can. Whoop it up, y'all. Whoop it up. It helps them out. Give some confidence. All right. And time's up. Up, 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 up. All right. Well, you know, guys, they do say third time's a charm. So I think we'll give them one last opportunity. Ready, set, go. Go, squeeze, 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 squeeze. And three, two, one. Contest over. Hands up, gentlemen. Hands up, hands up, hands up. All right. Matthew, do you think you got every droplet of water out possible? Yes. Okay. What do you think, Zakaya? Yes, definitely. Yes. All right. You guys can trade sponges and let's see. Double check. Double check that all the water's out. Zayden, is it dry? Yes. He says yes, gentlemen. Judge Zayden says yes. It's over. All right. Contestant number two. Let's check it out. Contestant number one. It is a tie. Give them a round of applause. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. I, I may have set them up a little bit. There was one secret to this, to squeezing out more water. There's more. There's always more when you go back to the source. I heard somebody say, reload, reload, reload. That's right, reload. Reload. We are like these sponges. We start off so full of life, so full of hope, so full of dreams. You've probably heard as a kid, you can be anyone you want to be. Do anything you wanna, wanna do, right? You are inspired. Nothing's squeezing the life out of you. But as we grow older, things happen, right? Things happen that'll squeeze the life out of you, right? Whew, look, we're still leaking over here. <laughs> And I have to say, I was like this sponge. I was full of hopes and I was full of dreams. But life has a funny way of squeezing that life out of you. As a young kid, I remember struggling with anxiety. I was a teenager, I was in middle school and I remember my first public panic attack and I felt the pressures of the world squeeze the life out, squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. And I felt so alone. I knew who God was. I knew that he loved me, but I didn't know how to put all the puzzles together. My aunt, one day, I found out that she had cancer. And I went to the hospital to visit her. 
and she was not doing well. My anxiety had gotten so bad that my parents were like, I'm sorry, honey, you can't go into that room. You can't see her. It's not good for your nerves. You can't handle it. And I felt more squeezing and more squeezing. And I had forgotten my source. And that source was there all along, calling me, come here, draw from me. Do you need comfort? Do you need love? Do you need strength? I'm here, Stacy. come. But I didn't pay attention. I would just get up again and say, I can do this. In adulthood, it got worse. I did things that I felt condemned, I felt guilty, and I felt shame. And God was always there calling my name, come back, I've got more. Are you thirsty? I'm here. And one day I had a revelation, and he called me back, and he gave me everything that I needed, and he filled me up. I had joy. I had peace. Anxiety was not a thing for me anymore. Seasons would change. Job loss, grief, loneliness. It didn't matter because I knew he would never leave me nor forsake me. He was good. He was faithful. <laughs> I just want to remind you that wherever you might find yourself today, job loss, grief, feeling alone, nothing is too big for our God. The source is always available. He's calling out to you. All you have to say is yes. And it's available all day, every day. Hey guys, you want to grab this back out of the way for me, please? Was that good or what? Yeah. We, make, we make this issue of being a Christian so complicated. I used to have this friend that would say, well, that, that boy complicates things so much he could complicate a two-car funeral. Well, the hearse always goes first, right? It's no good if you have to explain it, sorry. We make things so complicated, don't we? When the truth is, God is always there loving us, wanting to provide for us. And the reason why we experience the depths of anxiety, the troubles of soul, is because we don't go to Him for the healing and the help we need. This world generates a lot of trouble in our hearts, doesn't it? In our minds. It, it generates fear. It ge and it's by the nature of it being not of God. Excuse me. I want to read you Isaiah 30, 15. I love this verse. For, for thus the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel has said, In repentance and rest you will be saved. 
in quietness and trust is your strength. I want to read it to you again. Now listen. The word repentance means changing our mind. How our mind works. We'll, we'll fixate on how the world does things or we'll fixate on how God does things. Fixating on how the world does things takes you exactly where the world is going. Had you noticed, it's going bad places. If we think like the world thinks, we go the way the world goes. God's given us His Word. He's given us the fellowship of His Spirit to make it possible that we can change how we think. And it does matter. And by the way, it does work. One, one more time. In repentance, changing our mind, in repentance and rest, you'll be saved. In quietness and trust is your strength. See, the ways of God are simple. We come to Him in quietness and trust. We change our mind from the ways of the world to the ways God's given us. And what does it do for you? It brings you rest and peace. And isn't it true that all we want in life, everything we want our lives to be about, are based off of those two things. In rest and peace. Without those things, there's no joy. Without those things, there's no hope. Without those things, our lives can't be satisfied. You can accomplish everything you ever wanted to accomplish in life. And if you don't have peace, it won't matter to you. It won't be satisfying. And the very thing that God wants us all to have is those things. And they're found by coming to Him who is the source of all those things. Let's stand. This morning, we all have a chance we all have an opportunity to get our minds fixed on Jesus again. To get our, our ears opened up to what our God who loves us is saying to us. Because His ways will lead you to rest, to peace, to joy, to hope, to fulfillment of life. And let me assure you, the reason why those things will happen as we come to Him, because that's all He has to give you. Here's my last thought I'm going to leave you with. God has nothing bad to give you. He doesn't have it. He's not out to get even with you because you sinned. Remember, Jesus already took those sins to the cross. That's how he got even with you. He took your sins away because he loves you. He's not disappointed. He's not ashamed of you. Actually, the truth that the Bible teaches us is he's... He's in love with us. He's in love with us. He's accepting us for who we are, where we're at, but we accept Him for who He is and where He's at. Now I'm going to pray a prayer over, over all of us right now. And I want to invite you, if you want to accept His love today, right where you're at. Maybe you've never known Jesus before in your whole life. You can, you can come to Him today. It's really simple. You just make a decision to believe that Jesus is the one 
who's taking care of your sins. Jesus is the one who has made you right with God, not our own good works. That, that's impossible. We can't fix what we've already done, but He already has. If you've wandered far from God, today's the day you can come back to Him. You can come back to Him right now. Let's pray. Father God, I'm asking you for your peace to come upon us. We're ready, Father. We're ready to change our minds and live your way. We're ready to change our minds because we'd rather have the peace and rest that comes through you than the turmoil and the pain and the suffering this world hands out. If you will, I'd just like you to repeat along with me this prayer. Father God, I receive your love. I commit myself to you to love you back, to take your ways, to live my life according to your plan. And I thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to AZ Vineyard Church's podcast. We're located in Goodyear, Arizona. To learn more about our church, visit our website, azvineyard.com. That's A-Z-V-I-N-E-Y-A-R-D.com.